Yo. <laughs> Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Then again, you should know that by now. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Overcast FM, Pocket Cast. Of course, you can catch me on Instagram, 12 Kyle Podcasts. And of course, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash spell it out, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. And of course, you can catch me on the Twitter streets at 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. So pretty much easy to find. Right now, I'm in your ear. I'm in your speakers. <laughs> uh, what I want to talk about today, man, I just wanted to sit back and kick and, and kind of give you my thoughts on fatherhood. Um, I think first and foremost, it is a joy and a pleasure uh, and an honor, really, to be a father. Uh, personally speaking, it is one of my greatest accomplishments to become a father. Um, but I think like most men, I did not <laughs> wake up and say, hey, I can't wait to be a dad one day. Nah, it didn't come to me like that. I think it came to me over a period of time. And it's kind of weird because like I remember my first thoughts of becoming a father as a child like you. you but it's always in the at least for me, it was in this kind of way. Like, man, when I have kids, I'm not going to make my kids do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make my kids take out the trash. I'm not gonna make my kids rake the rake the leaves in the yard. You know all this silly stuff that I had to do, right? So that was my approach, or at least my first thoughts, or at least the ones that I can remember on potentially what fatherhood would be. Um, but yeah, and of course, obviously, I grew out of that. But as you get older. Uh, you become a little bit more wiser and you kind of see things for what they are. I will be the first to admit that fatherhood, uh, it, it, it changes the way that you you look at the world. Um, it molds you and it, you know, it should make you more mature uh, because now all of a sudden you have uh, someone that is totally unequivocally dependent upon you. So every decision that you make, every uh, you know trial and tribulation, every risk that you take, uh, it affects not just you but your child. Um, so for me, uh, entering fatherhood was uh, definitely something that I was ready for, and I think that's the thing too. Like sometimes, and I remember <laughs> when I was a little younger. Uh, I would hear guys say, man, you know, I'm not ready for kids yet. You know, I, I, I got to be ready. I got to get my mind right. I got to get my money right. Really? <laughs> Honestly, man, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll never have enough money. I mean, because, you know, children are expensive, but they're not any more expensive than, you know, what you would have spent your money on if you didn't have kids, right? So if you spent, you know, if you spent X amount of dollars, in a month's time, you know, just on yourself, then, you know, if you had kids, you probably just spend it on you. I mean, excuse me, on them. Um, and if you were single without kids, you 
you know, you spend it on yourself. So that's just a uh, a line, if you will, uh, spoken by <laughs> quite a few young men, uh, including yours truly at one point in time. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think uh, fatherhood is one of the most incredible things that a man can do uh, in his lifetime uh, because you have uh, someone who is totally dependent upon you. And not only that, they're looking to you for um, guidance. They're looking to you for uh, to kind of show them the way. So a lot of what you do or become as a father um, kind of depends on what it is that you see around you. Uh, and so for me, the apple didn't fall far from the tree, if you will. Uh, I, I will tell anyone that my father, my dad is, you know, the greatest <laughs> father of all time. And, and I, I, I say this in all sincerity, that if I am half the father that he is, then I will, I would have accomplished what it is that I set out to do as a father. Um, I think he set the bar really high and he wasn't a guy that, you know, made a lot of money or drove fancy cars, anything like that. I mean, but he is uh, my role model as far as uh, just my role model, period. But I mean, as far as the epitome of what I want to be for my uh, my children, uh, he is that for me and my brother and my sister. Um, I'm the oldest of three. So, uh, you know, it, it was. Uh, for me, my relationship with my father is still one of, uh, you know, great friendship, great mutual respect. Um, you know, so I, I think what happens is as a child, uh, you see certain things from your parents. Uh, and as a young man, you see certain things from your father and you want to sort of emulate them. So a lot of uh, some of what, I, what I've done and, and what I've accomplished and, and what I've kind of put in my day-to-day -day, uh, activities as far as life is concerned uh, is, is modeled uh, basically off of what I saw from my father. Um, you know, full, full disclosure, my father, uh, my parents got divorced when I was almost 14. So up until I was 14, he was in the house. But after that, after they divorced, uh, you know, I still saw him every week. Uh, we still talk. Um, almost every other day uh, and even to this day with me living in Atlanta he lives still lives in my hometown in South Carolina uh, we talk if we either talk or text every day or every other day um, not too many days are going to go by uh, without us communicating we just have that great of a friendship and I remember when I was younger he would always tell me and my brother he would say you know when you get older your dad is going to be like your best friend and he, but he wasn't trying to be my friend when I was 16, <laughs> you know, so uh, but he passed on a lot. Of, he, he, he's, he's passed a lot of life lessons to me. And, and those are some of the lessons that I hope to um, pass on to my children as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess the best way I can describe fatherhood, I, I guess. Let me just give you a, a picture of my journey into fatherhood. Uh, as many of you know, or some of you know, some of you, most of you may not know, I'm a father of four. Uh, I have uh, three sons uh, at the time of this recording, ages 17, 14, uh, soon to be 10. And we have a baby girl daughter who is five. So the kids, as you can tell, <laughs> are spread out. Three boys and a girl. 
Uh, and that is uh, <laughs> it's interesting in and of itself because, like, to, I, I would have never thought growing up that I'd have four kids. Uh, you know, people say, hey, man, you got four kids. I say, yeah, we have four kids because we don't want five, right? <laughs> That's my old joke, you know, like, I, we got four because we don't want. But I mean, like, you don't, at least for me, I didn't grow up thinking, okay, well, hey, I'm going to get married and have four kids. I wasn't like that. It just, you know, kind of happened, really. <laughs> I don't know how they got here. Uh, but seriously, um, you know, I think for me, uh, the biggest change for me was when I found out that we were having our first son. Um, and that was, I, I can't even describe, I, I still remember, and it's, it's, it's weird because he's, you know, 17 now. And, um, I still remember the day, you know, that he was born. I, I remember it. I mean, like I can literally put myself mentally into the hospital room and, what happened and the, the euphoria that I felt. And I mean, like I literally was on cloud nine. Uh, it was hands down the best day of my life. Um, and the world changed and the way that I viewed the world changed. Um, but uh, I had someone who was, you know, totally unequivocally dependent upon me to get it right and to do the right thing. And I, I, I just took it as a challenge. And that's the way that I, I view fatherhood. I think you have to view it as a challenge and it's I say all the time, like it's a job that I really enjoy. It's a job that's 24 uh, seven and it's a job that I can't afford to fail and I won't fail. I'm determined not to fail. Um, and I know that that sounds crazy because a lot of what I have to do <laughs> really pertains to whatever lessons that I give to them and how they go about executing the lessons and the, the teachings that I've given them. Um, and much like any other child there, you know, children aren't necessarily going to you know, do what it is that you always want them to do. But, you know, I think if you put them on the right path and, and lead them down the right path, I think for the most part, they'll do the right things. Um, one of the great things about fatherhood and one of the most frustrating things about fatherhood and, and just being a parent in general is that they don't come with instructions. I mean, there's no book that you can read on how to raise a child, particularly these days and times, right? So you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta get a get a feel for it. And like for us, for me and my wife, it was, you know, we had our first son. His name is Dion, and you know, it was almost three years. So it was just the three of us for like three years almost. And then here comes his brother, Cameron. And, um, you know, so then that was that was really, really dope for me because, you know, and, and I always hear parents say, oh, well, you know, I just don't, you know, if they have one child, they just don't know how they're going to be able to share their love for the other child. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Trust me, you have enough love in your heart for as many children as you have because you, you, you just love them. I mean, you don't love one any more than you love the other. They're a part of you. They're your heart. And I mean those are my four heartbeats and uh there are times when i want to you know wring their necks out and then there are other times when they make me you know so proud but regardless of what happens the love is always there and um so yeah so that it was crazy then when we had you know like i said cameron our second child uh 
it, it took me back because I'm like, yo, this is dope. I get a chance to kind of see my boys grow up like how me and my brother, because uh, Dion and Cameron are three years apart, me and my brother are three years apart. Um, and then there was some time that went past and <laughs> a couple of years passed. And then we had our third son. Uh, and that was a surprise. Uh, <laughs> and, and they always are surprises. Um, yeah, so then it was like, okay, now we got, you know, a third son. This is this is crazy. And what made it even more special was the day that he was born was the day after my birthday. So it was like the most perfect birthday gift you could ever want to have. In fact, my wife, you know, started having contractions on my birthday while we were out at dinner. Um, and so, you know, to have three sons was like, it was crazy. And so we were pretty much done with kids, at least having kids for a while. A uh, couple of years go by, boom, here comes the girl. <laughs> uh, and she was just a game changer. I mean, like I never, I really hadn't envisioned or even given much thought or credence to having a daughter. And all of my friends uh, have daughters and I have a niece. My brother has a daughter. Um, and, and everybody kept telling me like, yo, you just don't understand your world as a father really changes when you have a girl. Uh, and I had no clue. And when I say I am just smitten <laughs> if i can use can i use the word <laughs> smitten <laughs> with my daughter uh that's my heart man i mean it's it goes without saying she's a daddy's girl so just wanted to give you guys a background as to how i came to be where i am as far as or at least where i think i am as far as a father is, is concerned um but um yeah so i have four people that are totally you know dependent upon me to get it right and to do the right things and to make the right decisions um and no matter what i say or do i think i have to keep in mind that you know your kids you're superman dad is superman you know so i remember man like a year and a half ago i got sick i had a cold it wasn't anything big but i had a cold and i was just laying on the bed and i wasn't really moving that much and my oldest came in he said and he just had this look on his face like dad are you okay are you like he just really was concerned like he was like he thought like I've never seen my dad sick before and I and his his look of concern made me concerned because I'm like dude how do I do I look that bad <laughs> but nonetheless um you know I, you just you want the most for them and they want the most for you but they 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 see you as Superman so um I have to keep that in mind uh, I, I think as a parent you get frustrated with things especially when they don't do what it is that you want them to do but at the end of the day you still gotta love them you still gotta give them tough love you still have to you know make sure that they are on point and doing what it is that they're supposed to do uh according to the rules that you set forth in your house um so how do you learn how to be a father uh i i, I was thinking one day like i just i started thinking about my friends like my close friends that i grew up with um, back home and the one common theme that we all had was that to a man we all had our fathers all of them I think I was the only one in the crew whose parents were divorced but everybody else in my crew growing up I mean like their parents were married 30 40 
years. You know, like, and that, I mean, that says a lot because obviously you don't really see a lot of, you know, long-term relationships and long-term marriages uh, these days. But like all of my boys, their their parents were together and are still are together, um, you know, 30, 40 plus years. So that says a lot. And I think what it led me to believe was that I think when you have a young man, I think that there should be a, if there's not a father, there should be at the very least a father figure in his life. Um, I think that's the only way that you learn really how to become a father. Uh, Because your mother can't, I mean, and women are incredible. Um, I have an incredible mother. Um, My wife's incredible. I've been surrounded by incredible women in my lifetime. But I don't think that a woman can do that. Like, you have to surround a young man with either a father or a fatherly figure to kind of help him and guide him and show the way. Now, I was fortunate enough to have my father, but I also had some great, great uncles who, you know, showed me the way and they kind of picked up where my father, I'm not even going to say where my father left off. They just, they picked up where my father was. So it's almost like having, you know, a couple extra dads around. And that's the way it's supposed to be because your uncle is an extension of your father. Um, But I think that is the foundation for fatherhood. I think, you know, it's, it's really about what's around. And I think a lot of times, you know, we tend to dump on kids and this younger generation and and everything and and there's a break in the generations between my father's generation to my generation to my children's generation uh and and a lot of times that you can find that break is between you know grandfather to son uh, and son to grandson and and so forth and so on down the road uh you know something as simple as like I hear all the time, you know, men don't show their emotions. They're not taught to show their emotions. They're not, they're not taught to cry. They tell, you know, young men tell their, their, their sons, don't cry. Don't be a punk. <laughs> That's my talk show whole voice. <laughs> um, and there's some validity to that. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's you're going to teach your son what you were taught. So, you know, if you were taught not to cry from your father and not be a punk, <laughs> you're probably not to show any emotion. You're probably going to tell your son the same thing. I mean, that's just that's usually the way that it goes. I'm not saying that that's right, but that's usually just the way that it goes. Um, So it, it, it's and we have to break that cycle. We have to break that cycle as far as the disconnect between us men. Um, but I think, yeah, you got to have for, for fatherhood, you have to have a strong foundation. And I think part of your foundation starts with, you know, having that father figure. If you don't have a father, having that father figure, whether it be a grandfather or an uncle around to kind of help mold that young man into being who it, who it is that he needs to be or that young woman for that matter. Um, but yeah, I, I think. As I mentioned before, man, fatherhood, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful experience, and it's an experience that I, I truly, truly enjoy each day. Uh, one of the highlights of the day, no matter what happened in corporate America, when I get home, 
I'm, I'm dad, you know, I'm dad. So that means if that means we, you know, I walk in the door, it's dap, you know, we give each other dap, hugs, kisses. Um, how was your day? You know, it, it's it's like that. And it's, it's conversations with your children. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes the conversations turn to hip hop. Sometimes the, actually with having, you know, teenage boys, conversation turns to girls. And, you know, I find myself sounding like my dad a lot because I usually start my sentence. Man, back in my day. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I sound old back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my sons are really, really tired of me saying back in my day or back in the day. Um, but hey, you know, I grew up in a great era, man. I ain't grew up, you know, in the skinny jean era. I, I grew up pre-internet. So, you know, we were, we were dope. So it, it is what it is. But um, like I said, fatherhood is, is something that is truly, truly beautiful. And I really, really... Uh, I really enjoy it, and it's something that you know I, I want to continue to do. And obviously, I'm going to continue to do, but just evolve uh, as I evolve as a man, I, as I evolve as a father. Um, I tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. On the other side of the break, I'll let you know three things that we all must give our children as fathers. Um, take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a second. How do you expect to get into college with grades like this? No problem. Huh? See, I'm not going to college. Damn right. <laughs> I am going to get through high school and then get a job like regular people. Regular people? Yeah, you know, who work in the gas station, drive a bus, something like that. <laughs> so what you're saying is your, your mother and I shouldn't care if you get D's because you don't need good grades to be regular people. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, suppose you graduate from high school. Let's say you just slide by. All right. Now, now you got to find a job. Now, what kind of salary do you expect uh, for a regular person? Mm, $250 a week. $250 a week? Yeah. Sit down. I'm, I'm going to give you $300 a week. Yes, indeed. $300 a week, $1,200 a month. All right? Great, I'll take it. Yes, you will. And I will take $350 for taxes. Whoa. Huh? Yeah. Now, now uh, because, see, the government comes for the regular people first. <laughs> And just like that, we're back. Uh, once again, it's your boy 12 Kyle talking a little bit about fatherhood today. Uh, on the other side of the break, I told you that I would give you three things that every father must give their child. Uh, and this was actually told to me um, not that long. Well, it was a few years ago uh, by my dad. And it was something that uh, uh, an old head had told him. Uh, right before I was born back in 1972. So I'll, I'll leave you with these three things. Um, the first thing, it's pretty obvious. Love. Got to give your children love. Um, I, I think that sometimes 
people may think it's easier said than done, but not only do you give your children love, but you have to express your love. You know, I, 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 I remember back to when, and let me just, I can even take it back to high school. Uh, I know for a fact that both my parents love me. Uh, that goes without saying, but did they tell me that they love me? Mm, it was rare <laughs> when I think about it. Um, you know, particularly my mom, you know, I, mom is just, she's just old school. You know, she just, you knew she, I mean, I knew based on everything that she was doing that she loved me, but she didn't, was she going to tell me that every day? No, she wasn't. Um, but over a period of time, especially once I went to college, then our relationship changed and it got better and stronger. Uh, you know, now we're older, you know, I, we don't talk without telling each other. We don't get, you know, we get off the phone. We'll definitely tell each other that we love each other. And, and I understand, even though she didn't say it a lot when I was coming up, I still understood the fact that, you know, my mom loved me. Same for my dad. We, he probably said it more growing up than my mom did. Um, but you know, you knew, I knew that they loved me. That, that was without question. But I think what you want to do is you want to make sure not only that your kids see that you love them, but you express that as well. Um, I think that's very important, especially uh, from a father to his son. You know, it's okay to look your son and hey, man, I love you. You know, let your, because here's the thing, like you want to make sure that your child knows that you love them because the words I love you should not be coming from a stranger. You know, that the first time they hear it shouldn't be coming from a stranger. You know, that the first time your daughter hears, I love you, shouldn't be coming from, you know, the guy that's trying to holler at her or trying to, you know, get her in bed or whatever. Um, and that way it's genuine. And that way, you know, they can really understand and show them. And it's more than just buying Jordans or blind, buying, you know, video games or whatever like that. It's, it's about the time that you spend with them and then just, you know, loving them and, and then also allowing them to grow. But, you know, just telling them and showing them on a consistent basis, you know, how much you care for them and you love them. I think that's very key. So that's one thing that you have to do. Uh, you have to give your, your children uh, love. Um, the next thing is discipline. This is so key. You have to give your children discipline. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to get into the, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Now, some people don't believe in spanking children. I'm not one of them. Because <laughs> we got many spankings growing up. In fact, I got way more than I probably should have looking back on it. And I wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, that being said, you have to discipline them. And, and the discipline doesn't necessarily always come from, you know, spanking or whipping up on them or anything like that or beating them with a <laughs> with a switch or a, uh, a race car track or electrical cord or whatever your mama could get her hands on. Uh, but you have to discipline them. The reason being is that you can't live in this world without any type of discipline. Um, you know, life is going to throw curveballs at you and you have to be disciplined enough to handle them and then, you know, control your emotions as, as how you handle them as well. Um, so, yeah, you, you need discipline. 
if you don't have discipline in your life, I mean, you, you cannot. I'm not even going to say you can't succeed. You're, you're losing in life, really, if you don't have any type of discipline. Uh, and this world really ain't built for people who don't have discipline. Uh, because if you don't discipline yourself, the law will discipline you. <laughs> Trust and believe that. Uh, so, um, yeah, definitely number two discipline so we got love discipline number three an example to follow now what do you mean by that an example to follow it's just that simple you have to give your children love discipline and an example to follow and what that means is you are the walking truth to them as i mentioned earlier you're superman you know, but at some point in time in your child's life, your child, I mean, check it. Like, <laughs> your parents will always be Superman or Superwoman or whatever. But it's, you get to a certain point where you kind of see your parents' flaws. And, but you, and you don't love them any less, but it's just, you realize they are who they are. Um, you know, same goes for you. Like, and that's why you have to be an example. I mean, like, because for those of you listening to this podcast, think about if you have a father, it's particularly my men who's, who are listening. If you have a father, how, just answer this question for, for me. How different from you are you, or are you, how different from your father are you? If you really, really think about it and really, really break it down, you're probably not too far off from your old man i mean you know now if your old man was a drunk who you know beat up women or something you you may not i mean i I would hope that you're not like him but for the most part the way that you carry yourself your ideas your thoughts on the world uh how you carry yourself as a man in general uh is probably no different from your old man or maybe slightly different but he was the example he was the blueprint and, and that's what you are to your children. You're the blueprint. So, you know, the example to follow, and you have to be cognizant of it, cognizant of that. Um, it's something that I'm very cognizant of. Uh, you know, like I, I was telling my oldest son, like I said, man, you 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 never see me pissy. Well, I mean, I don't drink like that, but <laughs> I said you'll never see me pissy drunk. You know, because that's not what I do. And I I didn't see that in my house. And that's not how I'm raising you to be. You know, I mean, he's not drinking anyway. But, you know, if if in one day he decides to take a drink many, 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 many years from now, um, I would hope that he would, you know, be more like his father instead of like his grandfather, who was an alcoholic. Um, And I think. Even thinking about my grandfather, my father's father, who was an alcoholic, I think the relationship that they didn't have made him want to be a better father when he became a father because he didn't want to be like. And to be honest, I, like I don't, I didn't know my grandfather like that. He was, you know, I know him, I know his name, you know, I talked to him twice on the phone, but that was it. And it was kind of weird because, like, I remember when my dad told me that my grandfather had passed. It was, you know. It, because their relationship was so strained, like 
he was like, yeah, he got me on the phone. He was like, yeah, your grandfather passed. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I was like, damn, you know, I mean, that's a part of me. I mean, he was the reason he's part of the reason why I'm here. So, you know, I was a little sad, but I didn't know him. So, you know, it's almost like somebody said, hey, man, you know, Shamich from around the corner got shot. I mean, you don't really know Shamich, you know, you really don't. <laughs> I probably shouldn't use Shamich, but you get my point. But, you know, so I said all that to say this, you know, it's um, you have to be that example and you are the blueprint. So if I'm out here wilding out, you know, hanging out, partying, coming in the house drunk, cussing my wife out, you know, and beating up on my wife or just being uh, derelict or disrespectful, you know, my kids will see that. And ultimately, my sons will be a facsimile of that. So, you know, that's not what I want. So I think really of the three things there and they're all three components that you have to give your child. But, you know, to be honest, the example to follow may be the hardest because, you know, you always have someone watching. And for me, I've got four eyes always watching. And, you know, sometimes I get caught up in, <laughs> you know, being silly or, or doing whatever I'm doing in my in my little world that I forget that I've got four eyes watching, you know. So I think it's important that, you know, they see me take out the trash. They see me cleaning the house uh, because that honestly, that's what I saw in my house when my when my dad was there. So I was OK with it. Now, if I had grown up in a house where the, where the man just, you know, with the breadwinner, he came up, sat on the, on the lazy boy and, you know, cracked open a beer after work, then, you know, my sons may be, <laughs> may be like that. But I didn't grow up in that kind of household. I was in a household where my parents shared the responsibility of household chores. Um, and so, you know, subsequently, my kids will probably do something similar. But I'm the example. I'm the blueprint especially for my boys and, and, you know, the relationship that I have with my daughter. Uh, this is the first, you know, relationship and, and she's going to compare the boyfriends and the friends to me. Uh, and that's very important, you know, because with her having a father and three brothers, uh, she's probably not going to date. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. Uh, nonetheless, three things, love, discipline and an example to follow i think if you do all that man you you're on the right path as far as being a father i I get really really excited when i see people who have become fathers for the first time or or that guy who you know and sometimes it's bugged out because i look at you know some of my homeboys and stuff and i see them and how they interact with their kids and i'm like man i remember when this dude was you know when he when it was just really about him just drinking 40s and, and playing football Uh, And now he's a father and now he's a husband and now he's, you know, he's an uncle or so forth and so on. Um, And then, you know, I don't really think about it, but they kind of look at me the same way. Like, look, I remember this dude, all he cared about was playing football. Now he's married. He's got four kids. He's been married for a while and the kids are getting grown. Um, And you don't really kind of see yourself through that prism, but. You know, you got to give your kids those things. I mean, as I mentioned at the top, fatherhood is a beautiful experience. And I'm a firm believer that if you're not ready for it, it's okay. 
But if fatherhood comes upon you, you will be ready because the man upstairs will make sure that you're ready. Just got to get your mind right. Everything else will take care of itself. But I think it's it's such a beautiful experience. And, and I think, you know, no matter how many children you have, that's that's your lifeline. That's those are the ones that are going to carry on your tradition and your name and your legacy long after you've left this earth. And to me, that's important. Very important. Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you next time. 5,000.